Hi there, and welcome to Grief is My Superpower. I'm Mark Lemon, award-winning children's author, bereavement ambassador, and your host for this podcast. Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible people that get open and honest about their own experience with grief. When I was 12 years old, my dad was murdered, and my life changed forever. I try to explore with my guests if it's possible to live a happy and fulfilled life after the death of a loved one. You can find me as The Dad Author on Instagram and at the Lemon Drop Books website. For this episode, I've travelled to Cheltenham to speak with Adam and Jade from Not Your Average Family. Adam and Jade speak to me about the death of Adam's sister and how they've both taken on the guardianship of their niece and nephew. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment wherever you are listening to this podcast. By doing this, it will help us to reach more people in need of support at a tough time. This podcast is in support of children's bereavement charity, Winston's Wish. Okay, so today I have travelled to Cheltenham and it's, uh, it feels extra special because I'm in the Winston's Wish offices um, and also with two lovely people called Adam and Jade from Not Your Average Family on Instagram. So hi guys. Hello. Hello. As an introduction, are you able to just tell the listeners who you are, what you do, where you come from, all of that sort of stuff? Yeah, uh, so we are Adam and Jade. We are from Leamington. Um, nearly three years ago, um, Adam lost his sister suddenly. Um, she was 25 at the time and had three beautiful, amazing children. Um, and as a result of that, two of those, so one niece and, and our nephew came to live with us um, and we are now legal special guardians to them. That was just over two years ago that that legally all finished. Um, and yeah, so our grief journey is basically us and them as well and how we support them. And we have a blog. Um, yes where we talk about all things to do with our not-so-average family and um, how we support our niece and nephew with their bereavement and all the bumps and journeys that we've had along the way. You know, we're, we're learning a lot, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's a huge journey that you've, you've both decided to undertake, which is an incredible journey. Um, and do you feel like you've learned a lot over the last couple of years then? Massively, I think... Um you can never really quite picture how it's going to go from the moment we decided we we're going to do the special guardianship. It was going into the unknown. So every day's a learning curve to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been amazing. It's been a good journey despite the circumstances. But um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, a huge learning curve. And I think it's amazing what you guys are doing because, you know, it's... Um, I think it, you know, it just it puts a new story out there to the world in terms of how you can approach guardianship and you know taking on your niece and nephew and 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 you know I know that you, your your following is slowly growing, but because because people are very much interested in in you guys and and what you've done. Um, we hadn't even heard of it before, had we? Special guardianship. No, and- since the blog. We've actually spoken to quite a lot of people in similar situations, not quite the same as ours, but that are going through the same process or have 
have stepped in and looking after mm-hmm. their niece and nephew and or siblings or siblings and, and yeah it's been really yeah, nice despite it yeah seeming like there's you're the only ones that are going through that sort of thing there's there's a lot more people out mm-hmm. there so it's been good to be a voice for that um that portion of yeah that community the com- of people yeah, the community. That are out there. <laughs> yeah yeah because i think that's the other thing isn't it Not, a lot of people aren't aware that there is, there is a community out there and there are people that um you know that are incredible and, and step in and take on the children you know when there has been a loss like that so it kind of leads me on to i guess how you guys have, have dealt with your own grief through the process are you able to share how how you found it it's hard to pick it apart and just focus on like, certain parts of it i think but mm. i i was speaking about what had happened from the beginning to my friends Mm. Um, people that kind of helped me come to terms with it um, I feel very comfortable speaking about it um, we've had that from the get go always even with niece and nephew and with each other being open honest how we're feeling there's no point well we found there's no point in bottling that up and not sharing that with the people that you're closest with because it just doesn't have no. any benefit yeah. definitely yeah you also um, listened to a lot of music as well, didn't you? You were up. <laughs> not, yeah, but that, to music say, a lot. Say that, that wasn't anything. I don't think that was anything to do with how I dealt with the grief. The grief itself, but yeah. I think speaking to people mm-hmm. about what had happened and um, yeah, I think that was the main factor for me for coming to terms with it and, and dealing with it in my own way. But I found that more difficult in the beginning. Obviously, I always spoke to Adam and my mom, but more like talking to friends. I did find that more difficult I don't know whether like because obviously Adam lost his sister our niece and nephew lost their mom I lost a friend and I just I didn't know where I where did my grief fit in but you know Adam you were fantastic obviously (laughs) with helping me with that and you know now I do and I feel like I felt like there was a lot of pressure to seem okay and you know uh, you know I'm fine but actually that's not okay to be like that no I think that's that's quite an interesting point isn't it because you know everyone's grief is different everyone deals with it in their own way and you know Adam would and you would deal with it your own way and you know and I remember myself with my family and how we dealt with it you know and um and and I think it's a really good point the fact that you know just talking and opening up to your friends and family about how you're feeling because you know you're obviously helping the children through their own grief and loss and you need an outlet for your own don't you yeah definitely i think it was even with like people that i didn't even know that i'd bump into maybe on a night out and <laughs> you'd get approached by a complete stranger and they'd want to talk to you about it but they knew my sister from whatever whatever, yeah. re- whatever reason it was and yeah that just really like threw me in at the deep end i think and from then on it was just i just felt fine to talk about mm-hmm. it and it's definitely helped mm. um, it's quite nice that they yeah. felt able to approach you isn't it it was, it was just nice to hear like stories that I'd never have heard before if I hadn't bumped into them and not really doesn't how many people she knew and it was it was really nice actually yeah. although sometimes slightly yeah. annoying but <laughs> depending on the situation yeah if you're at the bar or depending on how drunk they were yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know uh, th- that that can be the thing isn't it um sometimes people feel like they can't speak about it or they can't approach you you know and so i guess sometimes it's nice that yeah. they they can it was just nice to hear people that are kind of slightly on the outside 
looking in saying how amazing it is and they've heard stories about what we're doing and they yeah. think it's great so that was, mm. was quite nice I guess leading on from that how, how over the last few years because it will be three years very mm-hmm. soon won't it um, mm-hmm. that the children are dealing with it themselves yeah it's hard to tell really because although they know what's happened mm. and they understand what's happened I, I still don't really think they realise how big a the deal it is and yeah. which I'm sure will happen in the years to come but and that's what we've always said about grief is that it doesn't it didn't just happen in that first couple of months after their mum died it's for, for them particularly they were so young they were four and five when it happened it's going to be forever that they're dealing with new emotions new yeah. grief and but we're quite open and mm. honest with the kids mm. and if they ask questions we answer it just to an age appropriate answer and mm. um it, it i think it definitely helps them without really knowing that it does for definite but mm-hmm. i think being quite open with them and being able to talk yeah i think that will help them in the mm-hmm. years to come and we've kind of laid that foundation to be open and honest with them so hopefully that yeah so then any anything that they then do feel like they are struggling with or are finding difficult we hope that they would then be open and and happy and feel secure to speak to uh, you know at least us but you know anyone about how they're feeling and what they're going through i think that's really important isn't it it's kind of giving them that space Mm -hmm. and understanding that Mm -hmm. you can open the dialogue to talk about how they're feeling yeah um and i think that's really a really important thing to do because you're sort of you're sort of setting that mm-hmm. benchmark in terms of how things will move forward with with remembering well definitely yeah. Yeah. and it's something they're gonna have to live with for the rest of their lives so there's, yeah, there's no point gonna go away, is it? we didn't want to so. make it this issue where well you can't talk about this you can't talk about that and it it just gets worse and worse as the years go by we, yeah we wanted it to be something that they feel comfortable talking about to a certain extent um, and not something to shy away from. The Guardian process sounds like it could be quite a difficult thing to undertake. How, how did you find it? Um, it was it a was, lot. It was, <laughs> wasn't it? Be- in one big go. <laughs> yeah, it was... You, you could never really fully kind of like relax whilst we're under this yeah. assessment and you were constantly being questioned about things like your biggest fears, your biggest... Regrets. regrets how you deal with failure mm-hmm. I mean they really went pretty deep um, and that that was all in the first nine months after it was, ever since so yeah. it was quite a, really. a long winded process as well yeah. um, I know that was slightly because of the circumstances that we were in ourselves but um, yeah it was about nine months and a few problems on the final court hearing made it the most stressful day <laughs> right, right. I've ever you experienced. It was like the final, this is the end, and then there was like well, one bit of paper missing well, from it was. It wasn't quite like that. It was our solicitor <laughs> oh, yeah. had told us it was just going to be a case of crossing the T's, dotting the I's. We were going to walk in, walk out, and it was all going to be yeah. fine. But there was quite a few errors in paperwork. Um, the judge wasn't very happy with... Oh, and we had to get up and talk, which we we didn't think we had to go up into the stand and actually talk, and he questioned us. So were you not aware that you, you, yeah. you're going to have to do that? No. Our solicitor hadn't really prepared us for what was about to unfold, yeah. and it was it was just a massive roller coaster of emotions mm. to the point where we thought we might not even be able to get the special guardianship on that day signed off on that day and it was just yeah a load of ups and downs Mm -hmm. and I think we're in there for about three and a half hours (laughs) in total (laughs) and we've been told it was going to be about half an hour in and out so yeah it was (laughs) 
So all in all, from applying for the guardianship, how, how long did it take? So we did something called a child arrangements order first, which decides where the children live. And I think that was done by like November. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember. two months. And then it was November to May that we did the special guardianship. So actually six months doesn't sound too long, but when you're adapting to two children coming to live with you and dealing with grief as well, it, it, it was long. <laughs> so the children prior to them coming to live with you, were they elsewhere? So they had a week or so where they lived with their grandparents, right. like straight after their, their mum died, didn't they? Yeah. And then it was, because we lived with my parents and my brother, so we spent like a weekend, didn't we, of like basically moving the whole house around to accommodate um, our niece and nephew. And then they started back at school and they were still living at your parents, weren't they? Yeah, but that was about a week afterwards. Yeah, and then, yeah, so I think it was about a week and then they properly moved in fully fully with us didn't they <laughs> how did you find the uh, integration of children in the house it helped that we lived with my parents yeah because we had the support network yeah right there um, you know if we wanted just... oh we could, if we're going to go to the cinema tonight you know put the kids to bed and we could we didn't have to arrange yeah. <laughs> babysitting yeah. Yeah. yeah my parents did well, they, were, they were great that. from the beginning so yeah. they basically rearranged the whole house mm. wow um, yeah my brother moved into all the new dining furniture. room <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing, really. That's incredible. So, I mean, not only did they have you two, but they also had a, a wider support network as well, yeah. which is incredible, yeah. It actually really helped them then build a relationship with my parents because obviously they're going to be in their lives now for, for forever. Um, so it, it did help with that, I think. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was, yeah, couldn't Big, have asked for much more from yeah. two people that weren't directly related to mm. the children. Um yeah, it can it go is, either way, I guess. It was a, yeah, it was a massive step, really. <laughs> kind of leading on to, um, how do you guys keep your sister's memory alive, you know, with the children? Do you do anything special? We've mentioned that we speak about my sister a lot. All the um, time. All the time, and we have uh, a mummy memories jar. So occasionally the kids will remember something completely random from... They'll just be saying it like during their play or like we'll be hearing a song and they'll say, Mommy like this song. So we'll just write them down in the moment, won't we? Yeah, and we've got lots of photos and mm. they've got like a nice big kind of like montage Gosh, of photos yeah. of in their bedroom. Yeah. Mm. So, the yeah. mummy memories is nice to also then get them out and read through. And we've actually had I don't know if we did it last year, but on the first anniversary of her death, we got her friends to write, didn't we? And put, put their memories in. And they were quite funny. Like one was like, um, your mummy wore white to my wedding and stuff. And it was just such classic stuff that was just brilliant that you, they might obviously will never remember or know that. So it was really, it's really nice to have those yeah. memories written down as well. Um, really special because I mean the ages I guess you know the way that you deal with grief throughout your life when you're at a certain age you know four and five uh, really I mean impactful ages aren't they you know and so I think yeah it's amazing that this very special that, that the mummy jar sounds great places that they were familiar with mm -hmm. um, that have a special memory to them and their mom yeah like, like the parks, parks and near their house and um, yeah can't think of anywhere else. <laughs> we try and do. Lady we try. Parks. Yeah, we try and do things that are, they're familiar with from mm -hmm. previous times with their mom. Really, don't. It'd we? be nice to go back to Menorca one day, wouldn't it? Because we had. 
had a family holiday, all of us, um, with their grandparents as well, about a month before she died. Like yeah, just over a month. A month. Or two, yeah. yeah. So it'd be nice to go back there one day and, you know, this is where you came with mommy and stuff. But yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. So there's always more things we can we can do, isn't there as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to mention this a bit later, but how, how have you found the school or nursery at the time? Um, how the support that you've been given? Have you felt supported? Initially, it was absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? So all three of them were in the same infant school. So nephew was in reception, niece number one was in year one and niece number two was in year two. And nephew actually started school the week after his mum died so a lot of change going on in his little life and actually when you sit back and think about that you just think wow he is yeah. just well, in terms of support it's hard to tell whether it has been good or not mm, because we don't really yeah. know what impact what's what's happened elsewhere with other people and sure. what, what support they've had but yeah i think it's a bit more of a mixed bag i mm. think the infant school were a lot more hands-on in trying to yeah, and be supportive and a bit more sensitive around what happened whereas the junior school this year with it being niece's first year in the junior school have seemed a little bit more insensitive and yeah, a lot less understanding aware. of niece's needs and how what has happened to her might be impacting her at school even um, now three years later I just don't yeah. Well, when we had the first um, not learning review, I think it was about three or four months into the year, yeah. and the teacher asked us what niece calls us, which you would have thought would have been one of the first things they might have asked, not four months in, because you don't know what what have they been calling us to yeah. niece. To, and like we had a letter that came home that said, um, please make sure your sons and daughters bring in their PE kit. And I was like, oh, that obviously doesn't mean us then. <laughs> like, you know, and they, they should be aware of those things when they've got children that have got different families. They yeah. did have um, counselling, didn't they, at the start? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, but so I think that was more time out of the classroom. It was time out of the classroom yeah. for them all to be together. Yeah. And they essentially just coloured in pictures. Mm. Um, we had a few chats with the lady that was the putting on these yeah. sessions and... There wasn't really a lot of feedback, really, other than they enjoyed going to these yeah. sessions and they, they spent a bit of time together. But it wasn't like they were sat on a councillor's chair yeah. spilling it, <laughs> talking, talking about, about what's going on. They wouldn't have done but, that, would they, I guess? Have you looked for any counselling for them or keeping an eye on them, seeing how, how it goes? Yeah, and I think it's something we would think that we would access if we felt it was appropriate and we do think that they'd really yeah. need it. Um, for example, if they were like struggling to manage their emotions or talk yeah. about things, but I don't think there's been anything, any alarming behaviour that's made us think that we need to intervene and hmm. seek some yeah. professional help. Really, we've gone but... with our local child bereavement charity on a like um, it was called like a memory walk at Christmas, and that was really, really good, wasn't it? Because they were able to be with other children, other families that have um, lost a parent or. I think most of them were were parents and for them to see that they aren't alone in that um because at school they are one of the only ones that have been through that so that was quite nice wasn't it and we we made sure we spoke about mommy and Christmas and what would mommy like as a present so it was actually quite a nice occasion I thought yeah something we'll probably do every 
every year, isn't it? Yeah, but I think we'd be more than open to pursuing mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that if in years to come mm-hmm. there were issues that, that we actually had a book from Winston's Wish at the very beginning about how to talk to children about death and how it said always to be open be honest tell them the truth and I think that's probably set the standard going forward well, I was going to say you. I mean it sounds like you've got a really good dialogue with them anyway in terms of an open conversation and you know talking about your emotions so and not everybody needs to not everyone needs to seek counselling if they feel you know that they're in a place and you know speaking from experience of being young when I lost my dad you know you, you kind of you just find it as stages yeah. so you just need to monitor those stages yeah. I guess as the the guardians or parents so I guess moving on to you guys slightly, have you sought out any counselling for yourselves or not? No. No. No, not, not really. I don't really feel like I need any, to be honest. Mm. Um, I've dealt with it in my own way. Mm. Um, like I said, I feel comfortable talking about it. Um, I, don't, I don't really feel like there's anything that's no. affecting me massively. Obviously, it was one of the worst periods of my life, but yeah. nothing that has yeah made me think oh I need to see someone really I've got mm. some great friends and it's it's mm. having that support network close by I think if you if we didn't have that it might mm. be different but we've always had people that we can you know not just each other but other people that we can speak to and even speaking to our nieces and nephews are it is like thera- therapy for us yeah. because yeah. we can you know we we talk about how we're feeling to them and that's another really big thing that we like to emphasize is that they know it's okay that we get upset as well and we feel sad and um you know upset about about missing their mommy and that we 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 feel that every day um because we don't want them to feel like they're alone in their feelings and their emotions i think it's it's just like anything if you're opening up and you're talking to your mates Mm -hmm. down the pub or whatever it is you know it's and it goes with you know not not just grief mental health you know it's just as long as you have somebody to talk to you know and uh you know i found this whole process cathartic for myself in the sense you know someone's like god you must feel sad every week but no i don't because (laughs) you're, you're talking about something that you know that I want to talk about because you're remembering memories of people that you love exactly and that's how they live on isn't it through those discussions I mean if they didn't if we didn't talk about their mommy their her memory would would fade away and we don't ever want that to happen also I was going to say that the blog has really helped her so putting things down in writing it's been emotional and and challenging at times to to share that part of you um, particularly with you know strangers <laughs> well that's that's a good talking point i think yeah. because um you know you the way that you've opened up the conversation on your instagram page um is is fantastic and so how have you found how have you found that process you know what made you want to think okay let's share this with the world so it started when we were on holiday last year and we just like you know people obviously looking at us like oh they're not calling her mummy and daddy and you know having those um you know children swimming up to our niece and nephew going is that your mom and they're like no it's my auntie or whatever you know they luckily they were equipped to answer that brilliantly um but yeah that i think that's what started it that we just realized yeah i I think that's when i I mentioned it i know you mentioned you wanted to start a blog and you'd asked if i thought it was going to be a good idea and it was it sounded great and that was when we agreed that we'd keep it 
you know, well, when we first started it, we were completely anonymous as well. And then we decided actually, no, we, we would like to show who we are and our faces and stuff, but we keep it anonymous. And a lot of the things we don't share on the blog is because we just feel like our niece and nephews, it's, it's their lives, it's their story. They need to know everything first before yeah. we share it with the world. <laughs> yeah, we don't want them to resent what we've mm-hmm. done in years to come because mm-hmm. we've kept it... We've kept them involved as much as oh, we can. Yeah. And we like speak they're to they're them. in the pictures, so... Like, well, I just mean in terms of we speak to them about what we're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, They know what's going on, mm-hmm. although they probably don't really understand fully what a blog is, but we, we talk to them about... <laughs> it's so funny, our niece will, will be, like, taking a photo and niece will be like, oh, is that for the blog? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, they, they know what's going on, so yeah. we got... I don't want it to be something that they think, well, why have you done this when we were younger? We didn't really understand mm-hmm. what was going on, mm-hmm. but... And I've seen through, you know, the posts that you've done previously, you you know, people can be quite insensitive sometimes. And I fully appreciate and, um, you know, I actually admire you for the way that you've gone about the whole process. And yeah, it's just quite hard, isn't it? Sometimes for you, I guess, having to say, here's the line. Please don't cross. I just think that you have to understand understand that if you put something out there, you're going to get that sort of attention from time to time. I think I'm a lot better at dealing with it than Jade's. Jade's a bit more I of a... I bite a bit more. But yeah, and I think we've spoken about it since that you just have to ignore yeah. the silly just comments, but you're always it. going to get them, but yeah. you don't want mm-hmm. to tarnish the... Well, not necessarily the work, but what we're doing in terms mm-hmm. of helping people through idiotic comments. It's a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I just... Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit more of the stance of just let it go. Okay, so the next section of this podcast, which is a lovely introduction in terms of we have questions from the children at Winston's Wish. So the first question is, how do you make yourself feel happy when you're feeling sad? Oh, good question. Spending time with the kids for me. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything else I enjoy more than... Playing. Yeah, (laughs) going to the park or playing football, messing around with them. That's the the way that I like yeah. to to deal with sadness I guess um, playing is that very therapeutic isn't it I think it it helps a lot and gets you giggling and things like that so yeah. and I play quite a bit of sport as well and that helps just as a complete break away from mm. everything that's going on at home um, that's quite a nice release um, mentally and physically yeah that's <laughs> yeah. It, so yeah but yeah, I'm, I'm I, not sure. I just like to have a bath. <laughs> no, shut the door. Um, watch something on the iPad whilst I'm in the bath. I like to read quite a lot as well. Yeah. Um, well, the blog takes yeah. quite a bit of your time as well, yeah. which I think, and I'm speaking for you here, yeah. but I think <laughs> looking in, I think that's how you... Yeah, I really, really enjoy you, doing it. How you kind of deal with... Mm-hmm your emotions Mm -hmm. I think yeah yeah I would agree (laughs) okay the next one is what piece of music reminds you of your sister I can't remember the name of the song but it was a song that it was like a Bob Marley remix and my sister was playing it all the time probably (laughs) in in the summer leading up to passing away um I don't actually know what the name of it is but that (laughs) reminds me of whenever I hear it on the radio or um and then there's a few songs that I listen to, but um, you would never have heard of them, so I'm not even going to. Uh, it's quite obscure music, so. Yeah, it's got a weird music. <laughs> it's a bit alternative, yeah. Um, 
music is actually probably what makes me the most emotional and where I have my moments of oh my god like she she's she's dead she you know this this has happened I drive a lot in my car so if a um, song comes on the biggest one for me is Pink Kunu um, that played at, at her funeral and it's always always been one of my favourite songs um, and I know she loved Pink didn't she she's listened to her with your mum quite yeah. a bit so that song for me just brings a lot of emotion okay the next question is how do you think your grief has shaped you um oh, i don't <laughs> i don't think it shaped me at all to be honest because i don't want it to be something that Define. defines who i am sure. although it has played a like a big part in my life um but yeah i wouldn't say it's shaped me in any particular way it's it's made me grow up a lot more, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, we had no rons- responsibilities before. <laughs> yeah, I think... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, it's just brought out a side to me that had previously been in touch slightly with speaking about emotions and... Mm. Parenting. And, yeah, I guess it's one of those things that you don't really ever expect is going to happen to you, so... Um, but, yeah, I won't say it's shaped me, but it's definitely... Mm. Change. It's definitely helped me grow as a person, I think. Um, For me, it's maybe put things into perspective a lot. I <laughs> I often think nothing is ever bad is as her death is ever going to happen. And I just, it sometimes, when I'm, I hear people at, you know, work or wherever moaning about stuff, I just think, you, you don't have a clue <laughs> what, you know, what, what, there is to moan about really um so I think it's made me stronger in that sense and a bit more resilient to other things that I probably would have made a massive issue out of before it's now made me think I can I can cope with this I think perspective seems to be the the biggest one whenever I've asked this question yeah so yeah yeah, that's a good one okay uh last one is what do you do to remember your sister on important days like their birthdays etc um well we obviously speak about her a lot and we do the mummy memories um yeah we, we tend, tend to do those specifically on a date don't we like where we get it and out. we tend to get the family together and mm. we'll go for some food mm. and um go to places that the children used to go with their mummy so there's one park in particular near yeah. where we live where on the anniversary of her death we well that's the part we went to last year um we released some balloons and there's like a really big hill so we stood at the bottom of the hill and it was just it was yeah, so it was emotional. nice and, and yeah. my sister's friends were all there as well mm-hmm. so it was yeah it was a really nice day and we released the balloons and all the adults were stood like you know getting a bit emotional the children were just running up this hill trying to catch them and it just just made you realize how children sort of you know are so resilient with things um, we also at Christmas we have a bauble that goes on the Christmas tree, don't we? Which we make quite a big deal about. That's Mummy's bauble, putting that on the tree, yeah. tree now. Um, and obviously then going to the lantern walk at Christmas, we'll probably yeah, do that every year. Yeah, we try and do as well, specific, but we try and do as much as we can. It sounds like you're you're continuously doing these things anyway, aren't you? So so there's no special day. Yeah. It's just yeah, we have obviously when the anniversary of my sister passing away we do stuff um, on her birthday but then there might just be something going on at Guy's Gift which is the charity that Jade mentioned earlier mm. that they might have going on and yeah. we'll go to, we'll go to that um, but yeah that's about it really yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> works for us. Yeah. So last question is, um, obviously it's coming up to the three years since you passed away. Um, I mean, you know, to be honest, it kind of ties in with what we were just talking about. But how do you think you'll mark that day? Probably the same, won't yeah. we? Go to a park. We normally let them pick the park. So the first year they picked one that was like opposite their house that they lived in. And then last year it was one that's quite a big park where, where we live that's got like a pub and things. Um, so we'll probably let them pick a park again. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be exactly the, the same. same. I mean, it's, it's quite a nice few hours, isn't yeah. it, really? Yeah. And we just use it as an opportunity to talk about her, to um, share memories, to, um, yeah, to do what we normally do all the time, but all together. And it's nice to have it with your family, our, well, their fr- um, your sister's friends, um, their children there as well. So that's yeah, always it's, quite nice. Yeah. It's nice. So, yeah, that'll be the same this year as well, mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah, oh, that sounds, you know, amazing and, and a brilliant way to uh, brilliant way to end this conversation because um, I, I always say, you know, grief is personal, grief is individual to everybody and everyone's experience is different. And I really appreciate you guys coming to talk with me today, specifically at the Winston's Wish offices, which feels really apt. Well, yeah, it was, like we said earlier, it was, I think it was the first leaflet that I was handed um, at the hospital and it was a Winston's Wish leaflet and it s- spoke about how to speak to the children and it was it was a great little um, booklet really and had some very good points in there so I think the work that the charity's doing is fantastic yeah it's an amazing charity so thank you so much guys safe trip back to Leamington and the rain uh, stopped now hopefully <laughs> yeah. so thank you so much thanks for having us thank you